0: Okay, hey everybody! Thanks for tuning in today. This is Will, and I have Emmy Catherine on the phone. Emmy, Ernst. Emmy's Spaghetti Shack in San Francisco. And correct me if I'm wrong, Emmy, but I did a little research prior to this. You started it in 2001, and you were 24 years old and pregnant at the time. Is that right?
1: <laughs> that is correct. Yes. All
0: right. Well, I got to ask this what, I, and I read that you had worked in restaurants, and your father was a restaurateur. What led you uh, at that time being pregnant and young as you were to open enemies what was what was the genesis of the whole thing?
1: Well, I didn't really know that I was pregnant when I was slated to okay. know, start the restaurant, so that was one of the fun things that happened. but um, I had basically been working as a floor manager front of the house at kind of a high-end um, chef. Driven restaurant in San Francisco called the Flying Saucer. It's no longer there. Um, and it was just very suit and tie. Um, you know, we had to wear the white shirts and the ties and the long white aprons, and just be very. Um, you know, everything had to be perfect, and you know, open the wine the right way, and the food had to be perfect. And it was. I was just getting really kind of tired of it. Yeah. Of the fancy. and the fancy people, and it was just kind of, you know, we wanted to open up something or I wanted to open up something that was just for normal people, you know, for people that were just in their 20s. I feel like San Francisco at that time, for eating out, that was kind of the only option that you had.
0: Um, Sort of the nice higher end places.
1: Yeah, just higher end. So yeah, 1999, you know, it was kind of the, you know, the, the the money started coming into the city and it was just kind of older people only could afford to eat out. So mm-hmm. all of the people that worked in restaurants, you know, we were kind of stuck only going to kind of burger joints and places where we couldn't really get good food. Uh, <laughs> it sounds kind of weird but i just wanted to open something that was less pretentious and just for the normal people so you know i had this dream of you know it would be just fun to have a spaghetti restaurant where we could just have like low-key pasta we didn't have to dress up we could wear whatever we wanted we could play our kind of music um and just kind of have some fun at the same time and i really thought that would be a great idea Uh, You know, and I didn't have much to lose. I was just a, you know, waitress floor manager, and there was a a location open kind of in the outer mission, which was on the outskirts of the city at the time. It wasn't really a well-known area. And so I had the opportunity to open a place, so I just kind of scrambled some friends together. We put a menu together and just opened up by the seat of our pants. Uh so it was just very, like, okay, let's do it. Sure, there's an opportunity. Let's just try it out and see what happens. And I think being young and not having anything to worry about was kind of the key to my success there. <laughs> and, well, you know, we it's, it's nice to. when
0: you – yeah, you don't have a lot of commitments or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you – you say you, you got some friends together and you, get, you created a menu. What did you – I mean, how did you fund it? What did
1: you – I basically, I had money saved. I had only maybe like, you know, five or $6,000 saved, which was a lot for me at that time, and I had, you know, perfect credit, so I just charged everything.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, okay.
1: And we just kind of built things ourselves, you know, friends and um, family members, you know, we just... I, there were old tables there, so I just thought, okay, well, we'll just use everything that we have. We'll cover it with vinyl and use their old ramshackle booth. You know, we didn't fix anything up. We just kind of... I decorated it like my bedroom, basically. <laughs> you know, like we would decorate our house just with, you know, old funny pictures, Mission Street art. And uh, my friend who was from Italy had a great recipe for meatballs, and so we just kind of just just did it. We just I hand drew all the menus, which I still do um, just so we could change it and we just made it really fun. So people just started to show up. That was pretty cool.
0: Did you um, were you there just all the time, the first few years?
1: Yes, I mean for the first you know three or four years up there every day. I mean except for when I had my child, of course. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a lot. You had a lot going on, then. Um
1: I did. Well, yeah, and my my um my partner at the time or my um my son's dad at the time was a bartender in fancy restaurants as well. So, you know, he we both quit our jobs and just kind of delved into creating something there.
0: Well, you mentioned things like you still hand-draw the menus and and stuff. I'm sure a lot has um, changed, but then a lot is, has stayed the same, it sounds like, with, with your place. What's, um, what's still the same today as, as when you started, boy, 17 years ago, right? That's, congratulations, by the way. That's Thank And I want to know. ask you about that because that's an impressive feat for any restaurant in any city and for uh, one in San Francisco even more so um, just with – all the competition there now and everything else. So what, what is the, the same about Emmys today as, as when you opened?
1: Um, the same, we have the same, you know, general type of food, which is spaghetti, spaghetti and meatballs. That's what the customers come for. Um, you know, and as I became a mom, you know, I was much more open to children. So mm-hmm. lots of families came. The same, I have the same customers. You know, which is really awesome. You know, so I have kids coming in that are my son's age. He's 16. So, you know, i I was pregnant with the mom. So all, you know, it was a big influx of people moving into that neighborhood that were young families. So they're, you know, most of them are still there, and you know, the the art on the walls, the decor is still the same. We did have to move locations a couple of years ago, but. From what you know, my customers say, and from what I know, everything is pretty much the same feeling. You know, I've obviously had to raise prices, you know, every every once in a while, um, just to compete, just to be able to pay my bills. But I try to keep everything affordable, and we keep the portions pretty big so everyone can share and try different things. And you know, the things that are the same would be, you know, the meatballs are the same, the sauce is the same, I have a lot of the same staff, I have a couple of the same kitchen people, and um, a few floor staff have been there for about, you know, five, six years, so the only thing that's different is the new location, probably um, more variety of menu, we've been able to add new things over the years, we have um, vegan meatballs now, or vegan balls. And um, yeah, we just kind of change with the neighborhood.
0: Well, um, that's awesome that you've been able to keep staff that long too. That's a, another. I mean, that's that's very impressive. It's. I mean, have you gotten? Have you had to? Um, so I know you, you. I read somewhere that you had, you know raised prices only by like three bucks or something on the spaghetti in all those years. I mean, have you? We're still like really big portions. Uh, have you gotten more and more into? Measuring, you know, food portions and food costs and things like that. Or are you more focused on just trying to provide great meal, great experience, and and uh, let word of mouth? Um...
1: Well, you know, to be honest, like I don't really have a chef, yeah. so that's one of the ways that I keep my costs down is by not, you know, having a chef's salary and having you know, just you know a couple guys that really do know what we do well. So okay. you know, I create all the menu items. I try to do the pricing as best that I can, but I am not an expert and I have um, difficulty doing that. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I always, every time I change the menu, which is twice a year, I always say, oh, I'm going to, you know, really get, you know, price out every single item and make sure that everything is, you know, the right price. But the way that I price thing is, is how are people going to pay for it? You know, are people going to be able to afford to eat it? Am I going to lose any customers? Um, You know, those are my main concerns is, you know, how am I, is the business going to be able to survive if I raise the price this much? So that's kind of how I work on my pricing. It's a little unconventional, I suppose, but I don't have any training in that. So I just try my best.
0: Well, but you have your finger on the pulse of what your customers want, and I mean that's more important than anything I think. Um, versus getting out spreadsheets and you know analyzing or over analyzing data and things that are on paper yeah. it can tend to be the case a lot of times with a lot of businesses. Um, so I, I think it's I think that's awesome. Now you moved a few years ago. Is that because you had you just too much business for the space you're in?
1: Well, I loved the space, um, but the building was really old, and the building was falling apart. And the owner of the building um, was selling, and it actually has sold since we moved. So I'm glad that I was able to do that. You know, I did have to take out a hefty loan in order to move. So that's been that's been stressful. But you know, the most important thing is that the restaurant keeps standing. I have 18 employees, so I have to you know think of them. Um, you know, and just try to keep surviving is the is the main goal securing the lease in the old building, I did not have a lease either, so it was kind of a month to month um handshake succession. really
0: all those years,
1: yeah, yeah, so it was very stressful, and you know my landlord would raise my rent, you know whenever he felt like I was succeeding oh my so gosh. it was it was really stressful. <laughs> So I just decided to, you know, oh well, I'll take the plunge and take a big loan out and move, and you know, so now I mean that's San Francisco. You the leases are small, so I have another ten years. We'll see if I can make it. <laughs> that's kind of the, how it works.
0: What's um. Are you, are you okay? So I know you said like the first few years were there like every day. I mean, what's, what does a week look like for you now? I know you said you live like an hour away. How often are you there? And when you're not there, uh, talk to me about um, you know how you've been able to trust folks to do things the way that you know that you would do them.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, you know, I I'm really active in my son's school life. And my husband has a regular nine-to-five Monday through Friday job, so, you know, I really do like to be at home during the night, so it's a, a real struggle, it really is, is to make sure that everything is running how it should be, but my main, the way that I deal with it is to not take everything so seriously and just kind of, okay. you know, realize that, hey, this is, it is what it is, I can't be there, I'm choosing to, you know, be a mom and be present in my son's life, and I don't have any managers in the restaurant, but I just kind of, when I do hire people, I let them know, you are the manager. Everyone here, you are all responsible for customer service, for checking on the food, for all of the above. So it's a lot of pressure that I put on them, but they, in turn, you know, they love working there because they don't have somebody breathing down their neck all the time, one, Mm. you know, and then they know that I trust them, and you also have to just kind of understand that, you know, they're going to eat, they're going to drink, and I allow them to do that. So it's just part of the cost of doing business the way I do it is just to allow um, allow them to kind of run the show so that I can run my show at home. <laughs> you know, that's really I one, cool. One well, I mean,
0: that's, yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's freaking awesome because you're giving them – what a lot of people want which is autonomy and trust and you know um they have to be accountable for it but i'm sure that the ones that <clears throat> understand that how valuable that is probably cherish that and and want to always continue to earn it
1: they do you know and they care about their tips most importantly right so yeah. you know they i we have like a group text where we're texting every day about things that happened we use your you know schedule fly app that really, you know, I do, I do scheduling, I send messages through there to everybody, um, you know, so they can trade their shifts, so I don't have to worry, you know, I put somebody on call, and if someone's sick, I don't even know, you know, they call the person who's on call, yeah, type of thing, so, awesome, you know, it's tough just because I can't be there, like I have, my son plays lacrosse on Friday night, he has a game, so that's where I'm going to be. And the nights that I can go in, I do go in and I take over the reservations or whatever and the person who's working is lacking and I, you know, make sure that they know how I want things done. But I do, I'm there, you know, maybe twice a week at night and I'm planning on opening for lunch and I'll probably be there like four days a week for a while during the day.
0: Oh, that's something new is opening for lunch?
1: Yeah, I'm planning to do like a counter service lunch so, it, you know, the customer can come in and, you know, order make their own order and wait for their food and take it with them or sit there with their kind of compostableware. I think that's kind of the future of restaurants, at least for, in order to not have so many employees. That's kind of what a lot of people in San Francisco are doing now.
0: Boy, the San Francisco restaurant scene since you've opened has just, Blown up, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's crazy. It's just um and the thing is is I'm a single person, you know, I am married, but I mean I um I'm the single owner of my restaurant. And a lot of restaurants in San Francisco are run by restaurant groups. Mm. So <clears throat> they're not chains or they're not franchises, but a restaurant will uh, a restaurant will have the support of their five other restaurants. Right you know and they can they have they can afford to run a social media campaign where all of their restaurants you know get advertising and they do that kind of thing where you know it's just it's not the same as a mom and pop shop so it's been really tough because yeah they can have slow they can have a slow month and still survive or go out of business and it doesn't really matter because they can put their employees in another restaurant or they can, you know, write that off. You know, but for small places, you know, like mine, it's like, okay, you're when you're done, you're done. Like you're so you have to just be really careful about every little thing.
0: Do you um do you do a lot of social media and advertising or is it more you know, regular customers and repeat business and word of mouth?
1: Um, I don't pay for any advertising, or um, but I do my all my own social media. So, you know, I do Instagram, Facebook, and, you know, they all kind of connect to Twitter, so I don't even check that, but the things that I'm posting are going there. Yeah. So I don't know what people are doing. But, um, yeah, you know, so we in order to get any write-ups in San Francisco, you have to really work hard to make sure that people know that you're there because people downtown, they don't come to the mission, right? So all of these companies and all of the bloggers and things, they are, you know, downtown. It's kind of the same thing that happened when I opened. It's like they're not giving attention to small places unless you're, like, really active in getting that attention.
0: Gotcha. You have to really, okay, so you have to really work hard to get their attention. Do you – um yeah. I mean, but with so many places being, you know, part of parts of larger groups and things like that, is there, um, I mean, does does that make you in some circles a, a more attractive option that, you know, folks that are looking for something that's, um, you know, single owner, single location, uh, more family oriented type place?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't really know. I think that, in San Francisco, people just want to try everything, right? Or yeah. they want to try the cool thing, or they, you know, they see something. and It's very social media driven, where it's like, oh, yeah, they'll tag their friends. But I think it is a lot of word of mouth. But I st- I've i still met people who have been in San Francisco for 10 years that have never heard of us and can't believe that they've never been there. Um, oh, my gosh. You know, but it's because I'm not advertising in the papers. I'm not advertising. Like, in order to... Pe- to have somebody getting those write ups, you have to pay somebody you know twelve hundred dollars a month to keep sending yeah. those things out so i've I've thought about doing that, like oh that'd be great, but it's just i can't it's not worth it financially, so I can't afford that. i just I just do it myself, and that's kind of what well, we always did you know so.
0: you gotta sell a lot of extra meals to pay for fifteen thousand dollars a year in p r bills. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and they're like, "Oh, it's so worth it." It's like, well, maybe to you because you're making that money. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Don't ask. So, don't, don't ask know. the uh, hairdresser if you need a haircut. I mean, I, I, look, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think you have a lot of so many really good natural business instincts. I in and I mean, it's it's a testament to it. I mean, you've you've had a you've had a successful restaurant in San Francisco for 17 years you're running it yourself, it's really impressive, especially the fact that you're able to do that um, and, and, you know, rely on folks that obviously respect you and trust you, but, and you, you know, that know they have your trust and, um, you know, want to work hard and, and do a good job for you. So it's it's a really, it's an, it's an inspiring story. I mean, I'm Thank really you. just, Excite! This is—I mean, this is like this kind of stuff just makes my day. I mean, this is who you're exactly who we built this business to serve—people <laughs> like you. That, yeah,
1: well, that's exactly uh, what I needed. <laughs> it was perfect. Like I've been using it since you guys pretty much started, right?
0: Yeah, you've yeah. been a long-time customer, and we really appreciate it. And and this is why we're here—is to serve people that you know own independent restaurants and that are um, have cool stories and and doing you know just <clears throat> inspiring work. And you you fit all that so. Um, well, i, I got to tell you, I, I I appreciate the time and um, I, I tip my hat to what you've accomplished and wish you to just, you know, continue to do well. And, you know, the, the world needs more folks like you in places like yours, in my opinion, um, everywhere. Thank I you so much.
1: Yeah, I think so too. It's just really hard. Like it's, it's almost impossible. You know, it's, you know, every day it's like, oh, this is really impossible. But you know, <laughs> it's just that's how it goes. You gotta just
0: keep trying, I guess. Well, look, I know there's all these food trends that come and go, but you know, spaghetti's been around for forever, and it will be. So, um, it's probably a nice, comforting feeling for a lot of your customers to know that you know you've been there, and you'll be there, and and uh, um, you know, consistent good food and good service all these years. There's, that's a um, you're building a lot of a lot of equity with a lot of folks, I'm sure around. San Francisco. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm counting on. <laughs> that's what I'm definitely counting on, for
0: sure. Well, you've made it a lot longer than a lot of other people, that's for sure. So um, uh, I'm, I just I tip my hat, and I thank you so much for the time. And um, I, I also admire very much your, um, you know, having your, your life priorities in, in check and spending so much time raising your son and focusing on that and, and uh, Man, I, I just—that's—that's that's something that—that that, uh, is just a wonderful thing to hear. Very admirable, and a lot of folks uh, realize too late in life that they wish they had done that. So, um, you know, you right. got a lot of yeah. lot of wisdom to. It.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, for I don't sure. Regret it
1: for a minute.
0: Well, listen. Have a good rest of your day. Uh, we're always Thank around you. if you ever need anything. I really, really appreciate it very, very much. And please tell your team the same. That we're stoked to serve y'all, uh, and okay. uh, just appreciate it.
1: All right, thank you very much. It
0: was nice to talk to you. You too, Emmy. Have a good one. Take care. Okay, you too. Bye.
1: All
0: right. Bye.